0: This is the first episode of the Research Podcast here at Romolo Alley on February 16th, 2016. Welcome.
1: Yes, today we're especially delighted to have with us a young thinker. Notice I didn't say writer because we at Research feel that writers worthy of the name are actually thinkers, not just people who spew out words onto their computers or, you know, notebooks. I mean, you have to have some ideas. You have to have something that makes everybody think, even the writer who originated the ideas. And I, anything worthy of being an idea has staying power, and you wake up and you have a new take on the idea. And uh, Jarrett here is in town from Los Angeles, to have a book reading and signing at the prestigious City Lights Bookstore in San Francisco where I worked for many years. But but he's uh, just recently done a new book. I think it's called I Hate the Internet.
2: That's correct.
1: Which is a funny title. And of course, I I totally agree, but I'm from (laughs) that pre-Internet, you know, generation. And Jared looks like young enough to be what they call a millennial. I, I, I'm about a year above being a millennial.
2: So. You mean below? Or, no, 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 I'm about a year too old to be a oh, millennial. Oh, eight
1: year 89. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the
1: year my best-selling book came out, Modern Primitives. And, uh, yeah, that's funny. So your new book has a provocative title, which is obviously designed to sell books. I hate the internet now see and, th-
2: this this is why I love you, and I'll tell you <laughs> because you 've been doing this long enough to know that that's that 's a title designed to sell books, which some people who i some people who i've talked i 've talked to just they just couldn 't get it they just couldn't get it and i 'm just like, no, you could print blank books with this title and still sell <laughs> copies of the book the content not that the content is irrelevant but you could have a blank book, and people would, people would buy that thing, because they hate the internet so much.
1: And they want to be seen on, at least, I, I mean, I saw an older man today re- reading a thick book, and, and on the bus last night, I saw an older Asian woman reading an obviously thick book. Mm-hmm. And um, I was happy to see that.
2: Yeah, well, the book, is, the book, the book in general is an amazing totemic I, item. Right? And it's,
1: technology. It's cons- it's it's technology which forces concentration. Uh, the electronic thingies are the opposite. Right. They force distraction. Exactly. Even if you don't want to be distracted. <clears throat> Oop. Oh, it's my mom. I better get it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's funny. That's funny that you know. Well, of course you would know. We're we're in the uh, the sanctum sanctorum of
1: of what of of of
2: <laughs> uh, the spoiled American imagination. I think
1: I don't know. I,
2: I, I to me this is amazing to be here because honestly, research when I was in high school, that was and that was a grim time. Before <laughs> where the, was it in uh, Rhode Island?
1: I mean, oh, oh, that's kind of a nice place. I've been there once.
2: Was... Parts of it can be, but they used to have all the research books at uh, the College Hill Bookstore, which is on Thayer Street, and. That was where, that was the thing, man. That was where you had to go if you wanted to find out about Amanda Galas or if you wanted to... Go oh, ahead. Yeah. If, if you wanted to learn more about Ballard, which, you know, which is something that's haunted me through my entire life right. because of you. Oh, jeez. The Ballard. Thanks. And I mean, uh, when I was reading him when I was younger, I couldn't, I could barely understand it. And now, to me, he's... Oh. That's it. He's, he's, okay. he's the king. Okay. He's the king of the 20th and the 21st centuries. Okay. Well, there's some Ballardian shit so wait, in I Hate yeah, the right Internet. Now. There's this. Um, oh. I steal an idea from him. Attributed. Oh, attributed. Yeah. Oh, that's generous of you. <laughs> well, I, attri- I steal ideas from everyone in the book, but they're all attributed. Um, but no, there's. When I was living in San Francisco, when I would see the Google buses. I would just be like, I'm in Supercan, right? Oh yeah. This is this is exactly what these things are, which is yeah. buses that shuttle workers to and fro these massive tech complexes. And then in the novel I po- I really steal the idea. But it's all because of you. It's really all <laughs> because of you.
1: Gee, thanks.
2: And because of research. I mean like I said I was research
1: taught... is bigger than me, take my word for
2: it. No, I I, I believe that, but you know, and I, like I said, I was talking to Fiona Helmsley, this writer in Connecticut, and I told her I was going to come to do this, and she was thrilled because Great. she loves you and because you ruined her, too.
1: <laughs> wow, well, I'm just lucky that there were a relatively small number of people who actually truly read my books, you know, as opposed to just look at the pictures.
2: No. No, I still I still have my copy of uh, the 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 Ballard book. Oh, that uh, with who did the illustrations? Phoebe Glock. Oh the Trost exhibition. And Ana Barato
1: did the the photos of the Nassau Space Center and other places.
2: Yeah. In Florida. Oh wow.
1: Yeah, Phoebe. Phoebe's amazing. Talk about the inner landscape that Ballard said he was investigating rather than outer space right yeah well that see these are all well i expect i expect there to be younger people you know emerging who take ideas further back to that idea idea that ideas improve or expand or get developed further and further Mm -hmm. you know what you are apparently doing
2: or trying to. Or, try, or trying well, I, to. I, I, that's what I say. I, yeah. I only
1: try. Yeah. I do the best I can. That's all you can do. It's all... It, everything can be improved. You know, there's always more to do. But, um... <laughs> I hate the internet. Indeed.
2: Exactly. It's, Is it
0: a non-fiction? It,
2: no, it's a novel because... it. But it's, it's, it's even better. It's full of non-fiction ideas and comments about... Things that have actually happened in and around San Francisco and uh, around and and that kind of stuff because I felt like if I were going to do it as a nonfiction book, I wouldn't be able to get away with being as irrational as I wanted to be. And the novel is—it's a very unfair novel. It's not. There's no. There's (laughs) there's no balance in that novel. It is a full-throated attack on. Tech culture in san francisco and and its effects and its effects not just on San Francisco but on the world yeah. and and w- what it's done to the world and what it's doing now so
1: well you know i I think I said years ago that we live in such a litigious culture and climate that in order to tell the tell the truth you must. I don't know lies or, or fictional lies. I had a better word once, not just lie um I don't want to say write fiction, but i that's what I mean right like, like in order to tell the truth you can't you must write fiction maybe i don't know but yeah no, i the idea. i be, I
2: believe that completely like that that's why Otta isn't nonfiction. fiction it's, exactly. it's a it's a novel because you there's certain leaps that you cannot make right. in non fiction so with with I Hate the Internet, it's like, there was no way I could do nonfiction and yeah. throw in Ballard's idea from Supercan about the buses. But that's what the buses are. I'm convinced. I'm convinced those buses involve Google engineers going out and, and fighting street gangs. I have no proof of it. That's why it's in a novel. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
1: Do a comedy book next. Well, or I, I
2: hate the internet. is a very funny book.
1: Oh, hooray.
2: It's a very, very funny book. Okay,
1: well, okay. what? Well, well, then have it tagged on the top under. You know how they put those categories mm. of publishers? Okay. Be sure to have humor there. I or know. Comedy.
2: We, or, we don't have that. We have. Oh, damn. What we, do you have? We have Uh-oh. something super pretentious. I can't oh, remember no, what it is. Uh, like cultural but, studies or oh, something. Oh, no, 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 no. Something like a thousand tears what
1: What the hell what does that mean you mean t-e-a-r-s yeah what the hell does that mean i don't know
2: but it seemed like a good idea at the time at Uh the at the the, on the front of the book because we're thinking about um either way Oh, what's that publisher in the UK? That old publisher in the UK, Galons? Oh, Galons? I don't know how you. Pre- oh, Victor! Oh, he
1: did. He did uh, Ballard early.
2: Yeah, 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 But it, when in the in the thirties, in twenties, he had this designer for him. His last name was Morrison, and I can't remember his his first name. It's. Um, he did really really text heavy covers.
0: Text-heavy. Yeah,
2: really I mean, text-heavy. I don't heavy. remember
1: a Ballard book with a text. Well, heavy see, he's he's a couple artwork. of he's a yeah. he's a couple well, of decades after, podcast. but in the
2: twenties and the thirties, yeah. Galanx's books were covered oh. in text. Jesus. And so, I Hate the Internet. It has a little bit of text. It's not yes. that bad, but we, there's a I bunch of text hear. on the cover. Oh. So, because on the t- on the cover it says I Hate the Internet, huge. Oh, good. And then next to it it says a useful novel against. Men, okay. money, and the oh, filth yeah. of Instagram. Okay,
0: no, you told me. I gotta ask.
1: Them. Men, money, and the filth of Instagram. I don't even know what
2: Instagram is. I can tell you, but you're better for your okay. your ignorance sure. of the topic.
1: Well, I, I mean, I know it has. Okay. Be, I know my Let friend Karen Marcello of, of, of Survival day. Research Labs.
0: Okay, cool. All right. You know,
1: at every event, she puts photos on Instagram, and then I think they go instantly to her Facebook page and they just show her at the event. Right. And yeah. With a, maybe a tiny commentary. Oh, it's Mark's birthday or whatever.
2: That's an okay use of it. Most of the use of it is just people posting pictures of things they want to buy Ooh. or that they have bought. Oh, no. And it's horrible. Gross. It's really Damn, horrible. Damn, I didn't
1: know that. I thought... I thought it was like a visual diary.
2: It can be, but most people's lives are about what they want to buy or what they have bought. Oh, no. So, Okay, well, you would know. Damn. Yeah, I've it's... I've never been on Are you
0: doing that at all? No,
2: no. I, don't, I don't touch that shit. Do you I, do Facebook or anything? I, I'm on Facebook. I don't really use it. I, there's a few people I know in Europe who just don't use email, and so I have to use... Oh, my
1: God. The, That's what I don't like about Facebook. The
2: Facebook I've messaging. I've missed-
1: that's what I don't like about Facebook. People are using it instead of email, and then I don't get their emails for days. So I check like once or twice, once a week, and then I miss them being in town or whatever. Right. It really pisses me off. Like, write me on email.
2: Yeah, that's, that's the primary but they reason. they don't. No, that's the primary reason I have it.
1: But they must be tied to these new smartphones then. Yep. Maybe that's dictating why they, why they, instead of email, they do f- Facebook messaging
2: could be i i haven't used i won't use facebook on my phone so i don't know that much about it because yeah. i'm just like this is too much i don't need i've had i have enough anxiety i don't need another process of anxiety going alongside of it
0: so, so. you would check it at home at and then, home yeah, yeah sure that's what i do but yeah, see yeah. i haven't
1: well, well you I,
0: don't check it at home <laughs> <laughs> me. Yeah. well i've i've yeah. just have
1: so slacked off but but i, I strictly use it and you should too for, for just a, one purpose. I an intern five years ago, um, set me up so Twitter le- immediately goes to Facebook. He set up both, and then he, um, and then I only use it. V will be at the Los Angeles Art Book Fair Thursday to right.
2: Sunday. Come meet me. Right.
1: And the website.
2: You were like a rock star at that book fair. Me? Yeah, but I didn't well, feel like people it. were swarming you when I when I saw you on Friday. <laughs>
1: not from my
2: perspective. Oh, I don't know. You were... I mean, I'm only me looking out. No, the lines of people. I had to. I had to wait behind like three you people did? to talk to you.
1: Honestly, I didn't know. You're
2: like a rock star.
1: That's so weird. Thanks for telling me. I I didn't I not see myself that way. I I I I after I, you know, a lot of I read a lot, but I don't. Um, I don't necessarily get a lot of information directly from the Internet. I just like to read paper. And and I remember reading about something called speed dating, and that's what I thought... That event was, it's like a, non, a, a thousand speed dating experiences. <laughs> because you have to be, look people right in the mm-hmm. eye. You have to be really nice to them. Right. And you feel, you are grateful, especially if they buy a book. Right, of Not course. to be taken for granted. Of course. And you know, you, you want to be friendly to them because they are supporting you. Of course, yeah. And, but, but then I... Came up with a speed dating analogy it's, like my subconscious. Came
2: up. That's a really good one. <laughs> Is that funny? Yeah,
1: Especially at that event. Yeah. No. Now, you can work a lot of... Well, I mean, I don't think you have to work events for a living, but frankly, I do to pay the rent. Mm-hmm. And as many as I can, I've started to change my so-called lifestyle from a hermit to a convivial... The convivial hermit. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> and and it's so funny like um, um, it, it it all dovetails with the statement I read just a week ago like sooner or later every artist goes into retail and I thought god that's a creepy statement but it's probably true because I'm a, I've, I, people call me an artist I don't but other people do and I've certainly gone into retail actually my whole life publishing because right. you've got to sell books
2: right yeah
1: you know, you too, on a lesser level, because you're, the publisher uh, has, has insulated you from selling. Right. You know, you, in fact, you have to buy books from me yeah. to sell them
2: yeah. at your readings. Well, I've, I've, I, I really loathe doing publicity at all. Per se, this, but, yeah,
1: but this is publicity. But you don't love this. No,
2: I don't love. But, but, I, <laughs> but I mean, I would. I. This is the only thing I of of all of the stuff that I've had to do that I would actually have done if I didn't
1: voluntarily. Have, that if
2: I if I didn't have a book coming up, like oh, all. Thank all you. Of the, I'm honored. All of the like all the rest of it. It's nice. It can be really rewarding when people say nice things about you. It can be really rewarding when you meet people and they say nice things about the book but I, I don't like doing it i would much rather be that person who sent the message in the bottle out and then somehow the bottle came back filled with money that would be that would be the ideal thing actually the ideal ideal thing would be to want, be one of these american writers who people love in europe oh. but never get read in america that's me ooh would be I, know, I don't
1: even know about it. give me an, wait, I, like wait, a wait that,
2: wait that's a new thought
1: my first new thought of the day or one of them American writers, loved in Europe, but aren't read by Americans.
2: Yeah. Philip K. Dick was one.
1: Oh, you know, I, oh God, I'm surrounded by people who always loved him. So for me, I, it's a punks. Right. You know, remember I come out of punk oh, rock, yeah, yeah. underground subculture, they're not, not normal American. For a
2: lot of a lot of his life, the money was coming from French translations. Oh, damn. And then uh, Patricia Highsmith, to oh, a Oh, her too. Well,
1: I've read her forever.
2: Chester Himes. Mm.
1: Oh really? I have all his books.
2: Yeah, I mean, people with I good, have all her people, books. People with good taste <laughs> would read them in the U.S., but they, but in you know, huh. they would, they would get over to say France, and you know, Phil, France understood huh. Dick before anyone else did. I think they understood Ballard because
1: Crash, as soon as it was translated in France, that instantly went to number one in France. Yeah. Huh not even England his hometown probably got remaindered <laughs> well the, in America they had a terrible cover for that book that's why I didn't buy it I so regret it because it was cheap uh, I'm talking like early 70s I could have bought hardback
2: was that the one with, cra- with the woman black. on the cover no no, no it's no. black
1: some terrible black drawing you can't even any crash I don't know Uh, Not good design. The British are far superior at book cover design. I can
2: see that, yeah.
1: Far more sensational, colorful, sexual. I I know we're... I know. I I always say we're animals. We're products of drives. We don't even know some of the drives. We just are... The puppets of our internalized drives we don't even know exist. I I have a deep distrust of... of even myself, because I think I don't really know myself, because I have an unconscious that I don't, mm-hmm. that I can't, obviously you can't have 100% access any given time and on on demand for your unconscious, and God, who knows what's in there, and who knows what terrible memories I've repressed that are just waiting to wreak revenge when the moment comes. <laughs> I mean, I think that we're very complex humans.
2: No, I agree. I and, agree. and I love that
1: three-brain theory of Paul McLean, which which said we evolved. First we were mammals, I mean reptiles, really paranoid, and then we became mammals who, you know, sleep with, you know, a cat that's subtle, that suckles five kittens there, and, mm-hmm. you know, and then you, the last thing you do is become a, a human and come up. Like Einstein with the e equals m c squared, mm. but they're all shifting back and forth. Those right. Three brains, and I think that another three brain theory would involve I don't know the the ego and the id and the super ego, and that's one th- another triumvirate of shifters, mm. and and the other one being the conscious and the subconscious and the unconscious. Right. I love threes though. Mm. Even if they're not accurate, they're (laughs) fun. (laughs) Anything's better than, you know, either or. Binary. I'm totally in a war against binary. Binary anything. But that's just me.
2: Well, then you too must hate the internet, right? Because the binary is the underlying... The zero one. The zero one.
1: I know, people don't realize that.
2: One of the things I always think about uh, Uh, that's so strange when you consider how dominant uh, the World Wide Web has become, is the... There's a real emphasis on... well, You know, like, it's the, it's the dominant communication medium. And, Boy, I'll say. And Hate it. When, it, when it was designed, no one thought about anything like typography or how to do anything as simple as a circle like you can't have it, you can't have a circle in HTML it's all squares you can put a circle into it you can put a circle into it but the circle has to be contained within a square and it's like these are very primitive limited tools of expression that we're, we are forcing to encompass everything and what is what yeah. is that what does that mean? Maybe it doesn't mean anything, but I think it does.
1: I do I, th- I know it means something. It means our brains are processing differently but we but somehow we don't know they are because it's all zeros and ones and it's all stair step waves, like like audio sound is all stair step right. waves and they sample one out of every ten steps and have some analogue thingy restore the Missing nine steps or eight steps, and well, Well,
0: it's limiting too. I mean, if you can't have a circle, well, then you stop using circles, right? right. Because it's too hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, So that's a bunch of you know. We it's a it's a dominant communication. Oh
1: my god! You're saying that the the rise of the internet, of course, it's it it's changing the way our brains technically operate.
2: Well, maybe I—I I don't know. I don't know. I'm always very hesitant to say that anything is changing how how underlying biology works. But I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer. <laughs> 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 I, I a lot of these things that I used to really believe, I I have found. And it would be it would be things that people everyone would be saying to me, and I'm like no this is crazy i I feel like as as time goes on I start to believe them i f- i feel i feel like my 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 belief in in the opposite start starts to erode so i 'cause I really truly believed for years and years and years that all of this technology it might have represented uh, an accidental change in how people were talking to, a, to each other or, or or whatever but that it wasn't a substantial change that beneath the surface people were having the same conversations that they'd been having 50 years ago or a hundred years mm-hmm. ago and in a very primitive way I think that's true like you're not going no matter how many cell phones there are in the world you're not going to eradicate something as simple as sexual jealousy right like in sexual jealousy has been the same for Millennia, but I do, I do, I really am slowly coming around to this point of view that certain aspects of the dialogue really have been irrevocably altered, and even if they haven't, it doesn't matter because the material circumstances of people's lives are becoming so altered that those dialogues can't even really happen in the way that they were happening, you know, people have to be in the place to have the dialogue but what if technology is gentrifying everyone except a certain kind of person out of that space and maybe there's no difference between the dialogue and between the material circumstances that host the dialogue so it's bleak, it's bleak, but the book's very funny (laughs) technology
1: gentrifying now that's a funny word gentrifying because yeah, I mean it's no accident that 10 years ago or less people started using this word the wild a lot it's like it's like a longing for going back to a, a more chaotic less definable environment like walking through the forest mm-hmm. where you might be bit by a snake or or a, s- a snake jumps out at you from a tree or or whatever tons of insects maybe you'll be bit by some insect you never heard of like that causes Lyme disease, mm-hmm. you know, and um, um, and now of course we every it, we might be hit by car. People do get hit by cars. Right. It's a different kind of animal, you know, that's, that is a threat. But um, well, the
0: wilds aren't uh, like human formed. For humans, they're I'm, not. Yeah, it's not nature. You know,
1: well, well, the people have a longing for the wild on some level, because it's just not so predictable and mm-hmm. and bourgeoisified and or gentrified is right. the word for bourgeoisify.
2: <laughs> I Ugh. I just had a conversation yesterday with this Danish writer Dorte Norris, who uh, is a friend of mine actually, and who's Thank God, also a really good writer, because it can be awkward to be friends with writers who aren't that good. aren't good, good writers? Yeah, oh, no. You have to do a lot of lying. Um, oh, no. But no, she's, she's a really wonderful writer. And Where does she live? In Denmark, in Jutland. She's, okay. she's so far up into the West that she's almost in Scotland. Um, she just wrote a book that just came out in Denmark uh, two weeks ago about this very thing about a woman who's living in Copenhagen and teaches herself how to drive so that she can move back to the country and escape the urbanization uh and and it's and I you know I don't read Danish so but she says it's a very good book and I tend to believe her because all of her books that I've read in translation have been really good so you know there's someone out there who's really thinking about this and publishing it and publishing on it, and having a pretty a pretty substantial reception. She's a little bit of a... She has a thing that I call the Dorte-Norse Syndrome, which is she's she's sort of accidentally turned into a, a superstar of European publishing without necessarily trying to. It just sort of happened to her. She's one of the few people that it would just sort of happen to. Um, when I first met her, she... Was on the verge of having a short story published in the New Yorker, which she, well,
1: that's that's the holy grail,
2: which she didn't, which which she didn't submit. So her what? publisher submitted for uh, oh, I and she that. didn't even really know what the New Yorker was, so Good. she didn't she didn't know how much her life was about to be transformed. Oh my god! She didn't even know she was going to get paid. So
1: oh yeah, they pay two dollars a word. Yeah, probably so, more now. But
2: you can't you cannot imagine a nicer person or a better writer for it to happen to. And she's she's very interested in technology and the internet. So but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to her book. Whenever it arrives in the English speaking world, which will probably be in two years.
1: Oh, it's just coming out in Danish. Yeah, just, no one reads Danish.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Six million people do. Oh, is that that.
1: how you... Wow, do you know the populations of everyone in the world?
2: No, just just Denmark.
1: Because isn't... I I met an Iceland writer, and and Mm -hmm. I wanted to befriend him, but I was too lazy, I guess. Maybe (laughs) maybe there's still hope. He gave me his email. Because he he was flown down for that Bay Area book festival, the very first one last June. And he came over and he says, Oh, I grew up on research books. I said, where are you from, Iceland? How'd you get them there?
2: Another mind that you that you despoiled.
1: I don't know, but I want to read them then. Whenever anyone right. tells me that, I want to read them. Well, naturally, of course. And uh, and then I think I read that there's only two hundred and fifty or two twenty five million. Oh, okay. Yeah. In Iceland, yeah, real two the thousand or million. No, thousand.
2: It's a small I don't know what it I is, it's, but I, know it's really tiny. Yeah, I think it's two fifty thousand people really Yeah. and I thought, wow,
1: I've seen the, Mick, our friend Mikkel went there and took the most gorgeous photos of Iceland. He, for a book on he's a tech writer, a book on Lightroom. Hmm. Which is a really great program if for organizing millions of photos. Um But anyway, yeah, the internet I hate the internet. I'm glad. It's it's called provocation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean that's a provocation as a means of getting publicity. At least, at least you get noticed. I
2: think so. I think so. Yeah.
1: It's don't worry about pub- you should stay as far insulate yourself as far away from publicity and and you know all that narcissism
2: stuff. Well, the minute the minute that the cycle for this book stops, that's it. I'm done until I have to do it again. But I, I really don't enjoy doing it. I can't
1: that. believe you make a living on writing it. That seems impossible. It's
2: it's a combination of that. Oh, and, you do other things? And I do some other stuff, too. Such as? Oh, you know, I don't want to... Pro- you probably yeah. are a tech writer. No, uh, no I, I thankfully I have not had to do much tech writing. But oh. um, I did work in tech. Actually, yeah, I knew you did. For, I mean, I could just tell. For a while. Well, that's...
0: <laughs> to get your material, yeah, huh? to get the you've
2: it's... got the you've got the taint on you. You'll never escape it. Um, no, you know, just some stuff, you, and then I'm. You I'm have also...
1: other jobs, and you won't tell me. That... don't you know it's the most important thing that can encourage wannabe writers, which is actually what we want to do. We right. want to encourage other writers. No, other I, I, I
2: do. I do some freelance writing, and then I'm also a little bit. So do I. And I'm also a little bit of a house husband. Too. Well, that's, a, that's a common, so am I. Yeah, a common law house husband. So am so, I. Yeah. Except we got married. No. Oh.
1: No, but but See, we I got actually, married for legal reasons. Well, practically as soon as we started dating, we had a child. Oh. Wow. And and I said if I, I mean it sounds so cold hearted, but I said if I got hit by a truck, I want this woman and that child to get everything of right. No arguments. Right.
2: It's right. Le- it's a legal document. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Right. So that's why.
2: Yeah, I I should probably do that actually. It's just so,
1: for that reason.
2: Yeah, I I I don't know. It, it's it's a weird thing. I'll think about it. Where do <laughs> you live? In Los Angeles. Well, what oh, oh, in Los Angeles. Feliz. Oh, Los Feliz. Los yeah. Feliz is
1: how that pronounced. Yeah,
2: it's not Los the right. Feliz. It's technically not the right pronunciation, but oh, that's wow. how everyone Los around there pronounces it English yeah
1: speaking.
2: isn't that near silver Lake? it's quite close it's right up against it yeah yeah
1: is, aren't you near that, that i don't know that great store that i had a book wacko. At wacko? oh
2: yeah i'm yeah. very yeah wacko is pretty close cool yeah that's a great store
1: well is it can you construct for yourself a semi-walking culture life where you don't have to drive to get a quart of milk or not
2: yeah yeah
1: I mean, there's some stores for survival you can if, walk to.
2: Yeah, I mean it depends where you live. It depends. I, I'm asking you. Oh, personally, yeah. yeah, absolutely, yeah.
1: So you can you can sort of walk and survive. Yes. You yeah. don't have to just drive to get the damn quarter of milk. The, the
2: the only thing, the only time that it's bad is in August and September. Too hot. When it's just killer. Really? Yeah, the heat there in August and September is is I didn't pretty know brutal. That.
1: Wow, that's the same for Paris. That's why everyone leaves Paris in August.
2: Yeah, yeah, it is. It's August is tolerable. You get into September, and that is where.
1: Yeah, it's really hot here in yeah. September and May. You know, non-summer months.
2: Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I remember.
1: So you. So what's your routine writing? I mean, you must be like everyone else and. Wake up in the morning and write
2: no 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 i i write late late at night really yeah i i i'm a night owl, I don't sleep until
1: how many you get up at ten or something
2: something like that, and then i can't i can't write until at the very least the sun is the sun is uh the sun is the down,
1: oh that's interesting like yeah. It's quiet, no phone calls. Exactly. Right. Yeah,
2: no oh. No distractions. Well, you're and a night
1: writer. W- yeah. Not R-Y-D-E-R or whatever. <laughs> night writer. So,
2: but, I mean, I also work in bursts where there'll be periods of yeah. very long inactivity and then, or, or not even inactivity, just thinking about sure, what I'm sure. going to do. And then once once that cooks in my head... It, there's, uh, then the, the writing itself is very fast. Like, I hate the internet. Um, it's about a 78,000 word long book, and that was done in about two months. And then there was revision subsequent to it. But oh, of course. Pretty much what it looks like now is what it looked like at the end of that process. The only thing that's really different is I have made it more offensive. <laughs> so, <laughs> you thought of more jokes. Yeah, exactly. That's that's pretty much it. And I took one or two chapters out. So, oh, why? Eh, didn't work. Sometimes okay. I didn't, sometimes I I tend to overwrite and then
1: Well, you don't know that though. Seriously, when you're writing that you're overwriting.
2: No, I at this point I know that oh, that do. whatever I get to will have more than what ends up in the end. Okay. Then you can trim it. Yeah, then I yeah. can trim it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Did, is there a publisher? No. I mean, an editor at the publishing
2: uh, who no, goes I'll, through? Oh, well, oh, this is a long story. Oh. The, the the short answer to that is no. The short answer to that is no. That's weird because
1: I need Marion to at me. Man, does she make my stuff better?
2: I am real fast. I have <laughs> become extremely good at self editing. That is that is oh, I'm, I that's actually what you say no, no. I actually I actually <laughs> think I mean some people would read this book and be like, this guy needs an editor. Actually, a really good friend of mine. Did say that, Ooh. but he's wrong. Fans um, <laughs> of writer because he did not understand that that the book is just inherently messy. Like I really wanted to have a very messy book, so all of it is controlled chaos. It looks like someone who doesn't know what he's doing, but all of it was really thought about because I tr- I wanted to have a book that. Writing about the internet mimicked the internet and the crazy presentation of content and how you could You know, you'll be on one web page and you're reading about I don't know You're reading about Burroughs and then two seconds later you find yourself reading about 15th century Paris and then two seconds later you find yourself reading about Mitt Romney and it's not really clear how this happened to you and Eventually, you get back to what you wanted to do, which was read about Burroughs, mm. so that the book sort of has that structure to it mm. um I don't think my friend got I'll
1: that. give you my opinion later oh no, it's a, you it.
2: can hate it feel free to hate I it, it. I, so I the
0: form it. is part of the content
1: yeah
2: content the, f- the the form is it's about trying it's about a replacement internet essentially in the book uh and part of that was because it just sort of worked better for the comedy too because it's it's more looping like a stand up routine too and i think one of the reasons why stand up is in
1: yeah it's like so popular like a popular
2: i think and i think the reason why right now is because the 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 rhythm of stand up is actually very very similar to the rhythm of the internet where a, a comic can tell a joke tell another joke on a different topic tell another joke on a different topic and then the fourth joke will tie it all together and you'll realize you've been watching a routine wow um, so that's, it's, that's really the structure of the book now, some people probably will hate it at some point it's still early days so everyone's been pretty nice <laughs> but Otto wasn't edited at all um, I gave the manuscript to semi a text, and they didn't, they didn't touch it.
1: Her name, what's her name? You gave it to a woman,
2: right? Uh, Chris Krause, yeah. That's it. Yeah, and they didn't, they didn't touch, they didn't touch it. Wow. Comma, so. Jesus.
1: You mean you didn't make one typo? Uh,
2: no, I cut most of the typos. The proofreaders cut Oh, they had more. Yeah. I mean,
1: they had other proofreaders. Yeah,
2: well, because they're distributed through MIT Press, and MIT press has its own oh they have their own oh i
1: like that word apparatus never said that in my life
2: they they have their own proofreaders people. yeah and you know that's Good. that's its own experience there's still a few typos in it oh, look there always are i know but i tried really hard to get them I know. all oh i hate typos someone someone this uh, this professor at Purdue University John Duval just edited a book that came out on um john hopkins university called narrating 9-11 and he very nicely and he's been the best friend that book has had um i think he's probably personally responsible for half of all the sales um of your book yeah because he teaches it and then he
1: teaches at purdue
2: yeah and he proselytizes to other professors who then teach it um but he did an essay on Otto in that book, right. and it's incredibly nice, but he caught one of the typos, Ooh. and he, he put the, uh, the Latin, what is it, Sick. SIC? s i c s i c yeah.
1: I don't yeah, know how yeah, that's In pronounced. the brackets. He
2: put it in the brackets. I was like, couldn't you just change it? Couldn't you? <laughs> couldn't no, you? he can't. He could have. He, he
1: can't. I could. Because no. he's an, in an academic context. Oh, no not. one
2: would have noticed. No one would have noticed, but it was really unfortunate. It was actually a typo. I didn't know it was in the book. Oh my god! And I it was, hate it, that. and it was a homonym too. Which are what's most that? Of, that's oh. where that's where two words sound the same. So like but they're not. The, yeah, there, there, two, two, two. Oh,
1: there and their. Yeah,
2: so. Oh yeah, so. <laughs>
1: Oh, boy. I, my bugaboo is it's and it's. Oh, yeah, that's ITS the thing. and then IT apostrophe S. And I just see it so much, especially in more underground publications. Well, that's
0: kind of a weird Englishism. I mean, it's like breaking a rule and making a new rule. It's yeah. all freestanding. Yeah. I mean, normally it would be possessive. It would have it, yeah.
1: Well, no, possessive has no... I know, but
0: usually in any other word in the English language, it would. Oh. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah. So What's it's like breaking yeah, this rule like right. creating
0: this singular You know, I never thought of that thing.
2: before. Yeah. I yeah. wonder so many people get confused. Yeah. Right. yeah. It's a confusing one. It, that I'm very good about it. That's all yeah, I can say. I've gotten. <laughs> I got that one. Yeah. That The more time that goes on, the more anal I become about grammar and about grammar that I never cared about. Good. And just, I don't know Good. why, I'm just finding myself.
1: Good. I uh, That's admirable.
2: I mean... Yeah, but it's all an arbitrary system of expression that someone made up somewhere once. The major reason why... And I why prefer the British system The major to the reason, American. The major reason why you do it is just so that people don't talk to you about it later. That, yeah, that, that's <laughs> annoying. It's like, well, you got 78,000 things right in a book and four things wrong. Let's talk to you about the four <sighs> things 40. wrong. 40. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: yeah, that's they. They love to point out grammatical mistakes. You know, the, those critics. Yeah. Well, that's that's amazing that you can take any jobs, little job that's offered to you. I do. If anyone offers me any money, I do it. I wrote a review of a book recently for just a hundred dollars. Right. Or one hundred and twenty-five. But I was glad to write it just for that
2: $125. Yeah, no, I was doing I was doing a few reviews for uh, this fashion website that oh, was right. actually paying.
1: A fashion website. Yeah. Gee. What, do you, what is your take on fashion? Because I'm, I've always been interested in fashion. People act shocked when I tell them that, but I don't tell many people.
2: I, I think... I'm yeah. very interested. I'm, I'm interested in vintage fashion, contemporary fashion doesn't hold a lot of hold a lot of interest well i mean
1: what i mean is that that book fair i look at every person right and try and ask why are they
2: wearing those things so you're like sherlock holmes
1: no not i don't know if he did that but i am deducing and i'm trying to find sort of what i call the zeitgeist of the time which is totally cut up and collaged and right, and it's all that, uh, I mean, more than ever before that, I, that I've ever seen in history, and I accept that yeah
2: as a symptom of the internet too. I think that's probably true. I think that's 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 a fair assessment, right? I mean, and it's
1: post-punk rock in which anything went and right. They started the safety pinning and kludging together and sloganing right. And, and you know, stenciling and painting and ripping and all that stuff. and it hasn't stopped but but yeah, I am very interested in everything that people wear. That's why I, when I take pictures, I try and get the shoes in. I, I mean, it's just like everything matters, right. Every detail matters but and and we we just went to l a as you know. And Marion said, "People really take care about what they wear here, much more than San Francisco." That
2: is really boy, true. Boy, is yeah. it true? Yeah.
1: Like I not then I was like standing at the bus stop early this morning, watching bicycles go by, and the clothes are all over the map. I said, "This doesn't look like L.A."
2: No, no, I've <laughs> been noticing since I've when I was I would ask Justin. It's just on the L train. And I was looking at the people and being like, "Wow, this is visually quite different than LA. than L.A." My neighborhood's weird because we're we're on up against Silver Lake, and Silver Lake is up against Echo Park, and Echo Park and Silver Lake are kind of the same thing. Los Feliz has always been like the slightly less cool younger brother of those neighborhoods oh. so you get people like if you go to echo park you're you can find people who where the uniform is or their outfits are as sharp as a blade you know where it's everything has been thought out and most us it's it's like it's people kind of getting there but not not quite getting over the getting over the Right. they don't
0: have the accessories so. well,
2: there's something that's yeah. right. one of the things that I saw in Echo Park a couple of months ago I was in um, a veterinarian's office <laughs> and I'm, oh you have a for the cat yeah what's your yeah. cat's name I have two well uh, two cats there was one well, cat that got put down and Ooh. then there's a new cat and then there's which doesn't really have a name yet. And oh, then there's okay. my cat, Ulysses. Ooh, wow, was, what a name. <laughs> Jesus. I <laughs> got that name because the name we were, that I was using for him, I was embarrassed to say to oh. the vet. So it was the first <laughs> thing that popped into my head. Um, but I was in the vet's office and I was looking at just the people waiting. Sure. And sure. at first I thought, wow, it's really amazing. There's a lot of may December lesbian couples in here.
1: Oh my god. And then I
2: realized, oh no, it's people with their moms. And yeah. so this is the multi-generational Echo Park hipster family unit oh, yeah. that you're watching. You know, and the, and the mom would be again cuz it's Echo Park dressed like to the dressed to the nines and really? still with daughter. Wow. Yeah, it was really interesting and you don't get that in Los Feliz. Los Feliz is really dressed down by comparison it's only about a mile away, a mile and a half away but I remember ten years ago when you would go in Echo Park there was a uniform, an actual uniform for all the men and it was they were all just dressed like Elliot Smith they I don't all, know who,
1: oh, oh that, that musician,
2: yeah, is yeah. he still alive? no, he got he, 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 he either died. he either stabbed himself or was murdered <laughs> oh depending God. on who you talk to uh, in Echo Park. In Echo Park. Not in the park itself, but in his house on the God, park. How do you
0: yeah. Stab
1: yourself.
2: That's... Well, that's and how do you stab yourself and have defensive wounds on your hands? But it was ruled a <laughs> well, suicide. Why just do that? <laughs> yeah. It was ruled. It was ruled a suicide.
1: So. Wow, I, I I I actually missed that new news news nugget. But but uh, how did he dress? Yeah, how did he dress?
2: He just he had like the hat, the vest, hat? The, the pants, like a cap, a baseball cap with oh, baseball. some sort of like stringy, junky hair coming down beneath it, and it it was a really strange moment. Everyone, vest. all the men looked like Elliot Smith.
1: Well, I mean, tell me some colors. I'm just curious. Oh,
2: they were all drab colors. You know, he was a junkie. It's like oh no, like drab junkie colors.
0: Oh damn. It's like the not dressed up got copied and exactly, and that became
2: the dressed up. And I'm I'm convinced it was because of him because everyone knew and a vest, yeah. Sometimes or like a a hoodie, a sweatshirt, something like that, but not not like a tech hoodie, like a you know, the the (laughs) not not Facebook guy. Yeah, exactly. But there, there really was weird. You'd go through Echo Park, and everyone would just look like Elliot Smith.
1: That's wow. I don't know. I hate all the men I always have hated men in shorts.
2: Oh, you know still do. You know who's on set on um on, on? there's a British poet or British writer who lives in um actually who lives in Echo Park. I, I call him Echo Park's very own sweetheart at the rodeo, uh, John Tottenham. And he's a he's a really great LA writer. Um, the first thing he ever said to me was you don't like shorts, do you? And I said, no. I, I haven't owned a pair since I was about 10. And uh, we've been friends ever since. You, you can get him talking about shorts on men for, for hours.
1: You know, I, it's so funny. I, I've, always, I've been wearing all black for one million years, but I do make exceptions. And, and, and when we went to Hawaii, it was so hot. First thing he did was find a thrift store and just buy anything. I bought my some light green shorts or army green shorts or something or gray. It's one of those colors and a short sleeve shirt. None of which were black. Just so we could survive Hawaii. Do you remember that?
0: I thought you had to be honest, just to
1: oh. contradict you. Uh-oh.
0: I thought you had something that you had had for years that were like some kind of pants that then zipped down to shorts. Oh, I probably did And you I pulled forgot. them out of, you you suddenly had all these things that you'd gotten for some <laughs> camping trip and it was the last time you ever camped for 20 years. <laughs> and there was a hat with like a little flap on the back oh, to cover wow, your what neck. what a greatness. This is <laughs> and there was a white shirt. That you had that rolled up with like it held itself oh, up and so it, had it became the, the, the short. Strap. Oh my god! So you were like, "Oh, you! Oh, we're going to Hawaii, and you found this cache of things that were like good for that." And then we did go to the thrift stores, and we bought Hawaiian shirts.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I thought I even <laughs> bought a pair of real shorts. I mean, men's Maybe. shorts.
0: Oh, right, for supposedly swimming, which you didn't do, but yeah. <laughs>
1: See, now th- th- you just saw a golden example of my fan of long-term relationships because <laughs> you, it's, it's called shared memories, mm-hmm. and, and you don't remember it right, right, but that person might, and then you might remember something she doesn't right. or, or the other party. It just makes life so much more fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point of a relationship. It's not the, I'm against all the reasons people have relationships that are in the corporate media. I I think memory is your most important possession you'll ever own. And memory resides in the brain, and the brain is totally dependent on the body, so take really good care of your body. And then... Shared memories are just amazing, miraculous. Hmm. But that's my theory, hmm. and that's why I like old friends too.
2: Well, on that note, <laughs> on that note. I should probably get going because I do have to go prepare for this. Oh come on! You've been preparing
1: all your life.
2: I need to mentally prepare a little bit before. Maybe you, you need, need yeah need white, to.
1: white, white air.
2: Yeah. I mean, no,
1: I do that too. I take a nap. The napping is the best preparation—a five-minute nap for me. Oh, if I have to give yeah. a talk, yeah, don't tell me you have to go all the way back there and then. No, no,
2: home. no. I just need to. I just want to walk around for a little while. Oh, you yeah, can, you're
1: young. You can recover. Because I,
2: I, uh, you know, I love North Beach. Actually, well, that's good this is, this is the first. This is the first time since I've been here that I've had a chance to actually be in North Beach because. I've just been doing so much, which is really unusual. But yeah, I, I did I, two I, interviews yesterday, and I was in—I read to uh, Dodie Bellamy's class at SF State, so, hmm. and that was interesting. Oh, you're in her uh,
1: demographic, so to speak, or or circle, or something.
2: Yeah, Dodie and Kevin have been. Oh, you n- know them. Ni- okay. Nicer to me than, than I can express. Cool, so. and they're great writers.
1: Right. wow. Well, okay. So. Sounds good. We have to. The podcast winds down. Yeah. <laughs> so. T- okay. Right. Yeah, dwindle, dwindling end. It, it's dwindling. Dwindling in. Yeah. D- right. Dwindling into, I don't know, marginalia. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We've come to the end of our first research podcast, and and we have to thank Jarrett Kobeck for for visiting. You know, our inner sanctorium, as you called it. Yeah. Sanctum sanctorum. That's the first time anyone called that, and... that. But
2: it is. It's like this is from so much. Has, the, has So much has emanated from here. It's, it's true. It's really amazing. It's truly amazing. So thanks for having me.
1: It's, well, it's been an honor. You. Thank you. All <laughs> so, right.